Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. All right, here we are. It's the middle of everything, and we are in a very odd recording situation tonight. Claire is on a work trip in Dallas. I'm at home. I have my guests selected based on who would sit on my bed with me and record an episode because we don't have our studio this week either. So hi, Claire. Hi. Hi from Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're down in Texas. So you're you're on kind of a whirlwind of a week. You have a work trip and a personal trip happening, right? Yes, mixing business and pleasure. So in Texas for a few days, then up to Seattle to visit friends and family. So no complaints. It's all good. But yeah, just a hectic week. So you're going from hot to cold and you're like fully in fall mode in your brain. So how many sweaters did you pack? Oh my God, sir. So <laughs> just so everyone knows, there was definitely a text chain last night with Sarah where I was like, look, here's all the things I have to do. It's going to be 60 degrees and I need a sweater for each of them, basically. So um, you know how thrilled I am about this. Absolutely. And I have the biggest uh, piece of luggage I could find. Everyone's looking at me like I'm bananas because I'm like dragging it to work with, you know, and I'm really only here for like an overnight, but then I'm like going on to this personal trip. So okay, exactly, exactly. So I'm walking around with this giant bag and way overpacked, but you know what? Hey, I'm ready to go. You got to be prepared. So will you be in Seattle for more days than you're in Dallas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three nights, four nights. That's way like that. more. And, and like the, the layered clothes, the sweaters are like, they're bigger, they're heavier, they take more space in your luggage. So it just, it's just more of an effort to pack. Girl, you get me. I know. I know. Um, so tell me what your week's like in Tulsa, Oklahoma without me. Is it still there? Is the is, city still functioning without happening. me? Yeah, we're, okay. we're getting by. It is very hot and very muggy, which it probably is the same in Dallas. It's usually pretty similar. It was a toasty Labor Day weekend as we experienced together at your pig roast, which was fabulous, by the way. Um, my kids were filthy, exhausted, as were we at the end of it. Yeah. It was super fun. And then I was laughing on uh, Monday because I was thinking of you with your like pumpkin spice latte and your sweater. And meanwhile, we were going swimming. So <laughs> it's hot. It was still hot. So we went swimming. You know what? I, I occasionally, it's like my kids have gotten bigger. We're mostly, mostly through the like bad diapering days, but I had an awesome flashback reminder of the fact that I have a toddler on Monday because <laughs> we were swimming and suddenly, you know, there's multiple kids in the water. All of a sudden he's in the water and he just says, I pooped. <laughs> and so you do that like, and you're out, you know, you like, we pull him out of the water as fast as we can because we don't want it to like. Okay. I need so much context for this. So multiple kids, how well did you know them? Whose pool was it? <laughs> give me the, give me the rundown. Luckily everyone there was a friend. It was our next door neighbor's pool and our other next door neighbor's kids. So we're all friends here. <laughs> it was fine. And we got him out real fast as soon as he said it. We did. There were no floaters. We didn't see anything like in in evidence in the pool that was that looked like it had tainted the pool. Like I didn't have to shock it afterwards for for all I know. Um, so I I just sort of am like I, I was sort of semi out of the pool. So I say okay, well let's just let's just walk back again. We're next door, so we just walk across the yard. Get him to the front porch. He's still dripping wet because I'm in such a panic. I just walk across don't even give him a towel or anything so I just strip him down on the front porch I I'm like what has he eaten like I don't understand what has happened here there are seeds like I, I, I mean I'm like what is this like giant seeds 
all over him. It's like all mushed around in this like swimsuit diaper thing. I strip him down on the front porch. Okay, so I, I do the best I can with like all the clothes and towels that I have available to me at that moment. And so I just walk him inside. I grab like a box of wipes and like a, get him in the like kind of bathtub area, start wiping it all down. While I'm wiping it down, he just pees all over me. <laughs> All over the all over the bath mat, all over my clothes, all over the floor, and I'm like what? Like, what has just happened here? Like, I don't even understand. So then I have to go get a, I just to say, okay, and stand here. Now everything's wet. I have to go get a new change of clothes, like get him into that. He's, he still at this point thinks he's going back in the pool, which by then I think it was maybe like five o'clock. So everyone's done, but I just humor him and take him back. Anyway, it was the most disgusting like, I had to go take a shower afterwards because I was like, I have every bodily fluid on me at this point. I don't know where it's gotten. I don't know where to wipe to get it off. Like, it's everywhere. So I did finally, I was like, we were trying to, like, backtrack and figure out what he had eaten that had caused this. And I, the, the only thing we could think of was the watermelon, all the watermelon, because he mostly at the pig roast ate like 12 slices of watermelon. <laughs> oh my God. Is this my fault? It's all your fault, Claire. These, these seeds in this poop. <laughs> We're all. Wow. That story took a hard left. <laughs> I had no idea I was involved in it. Well, That's bananas. And then. We're recording at night and my children are present. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Go find daddy. Come on. Well, I'm staying. No. Bye, baby. Yeah. Go find daddy. This is what editing is for. All I do is go get some clippers to clip some nails and... Okay. They're out of the room. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, that was hugely entertaining for me. <laughs> He's just like that. Like I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a before yeah. and after. You're talking, You're talking about, about my movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And Grant just needs to clip his damn nails. Yeah, I mean, come like, um, on. I can't even with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So so anyway, that was my harsh reminder that potty training is not over for me, and there's there's still hurdles to be mounted. <laughs> With and there are limits to watermelon consumption. Exactly. So let me just say, let's take a quick break mm -hmm. and let's come back because we have an amazing guest this week. You want to do that? Let's do it. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. We are back, and as I mentioned before, I have my good friend Elena here to chat with us today. Um, so a little bit of background. Elena is uh, an old friend of mine. We work together on our blog and magazine. She is the she is the ultimate side hustler, basically like <laughs> All of your jobs are a side hustle, right? Yes. So she's a photographer. She's a designer. Now she's our sales rep. She's like all the things all in once. So I guess, first of all, hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about kind of where you are now and what you're God. doing. Because I know some of those things have yeah. taken sort of a backseat and others have kind of come forward okay. over the years. So Yes. So currently, I would say my front runners are <laughs> my sales rep jobs with uh, KI Furniture, which is commercial furniture. Mm -hmm. So I'm an interior designer by trade. Um, in school and everything, um, and did that for years and then, um, kind of made my way into the rep world about four years ago. Yeah. So furniture As and many then, of us do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also commercial signage, which I know that sounds weird, but, um, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a big thing. Pay attention <laughs> everywhere you go. There are signs. All those signs that say like conference room 183. Right. Somebody designed that. That's right. <laughs> The monument signs outside, you know, mm -hmm. so, 
Um, oh my goodness, this is great perspective. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Everything that well, you every, see, somebody every designed it. Yep. has to have signage to get their certificate of occupancy. So mm-hmm. it is, it's a thing. But um, I still do design work. So um, I do some commercial and then I occasionally do some residential, <laughs> occasionally. Um, yeah. And the photography has kind of fallen to the back burner for the last year or two, but I still love photography. Yeah. So. so I want to hear about the photography. <laughs> Claire's like, tell me more about photography. No, no, I, yeah. What kind of photography did you do? Like family okay. and kids or what? Sure. Yes. So I got into, I mean, I've always loved photography and stuff. I love travel. When I travel, I love to take photography and photography and everything. Um, but when I really started to dig into it about, 10 years ago or so, um, I got into, yes, portraits. So natural light, it was family, it was kids, it was newborn. Mm-hmm. I did Bowie's newborn. You'll say, Claire, if you um, come to my house, Sarah has a bunch. at least <laughs> 75% of our family pictures, yeah. if not more, all of our newborn pictures and yeah. many of our family pictures were yeah. done by Elena so, until she quit on me. And I know, no, I, know. <laughs> I was, those photo sessions talk about hustling that was yeah man it's it's a it's time commitment yeah <laughs> to say the least so. well and it's not even it, I mean it's kind of like with the podcasting too the it's editing. not it's the editing it's the that editing. takes a long time the yes. photo shoot may only last for a little while yeah. but then the editing takes a while yeah. and then when we when I was sort of putting together this team for this mm. online magazine I approached Elena about doing it. And so just last week, I don't know if you've listened yet, we were talking about the photo shoot we did. Yes. Outside in the heat that was All the, the s'mores and that. Yeah. So. It was so hot. It was so awful. <laughs> we were, yeah. Was I so was hot. talking about charring the s'mores. Yep. But if you go back and look at any of the those photos. Those are some good recipes too. They though. are. I it, will say. Yes. I referenced those for Thanksgiving yep. in many years. It was um, so. So good. The online magazine is still available. And so I, I just, like I do, like to draw people into yep. my personal projects. Girl. Claire, you're familiar. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's my gift in life to talk people into doing like things it. with me. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We lo- it's going to be so much fun. And it, it is. It is. Right? So, yeah. So I brought, we brought Elena in to do, um, she and one other um, girl on the team did photography. Mm-hmm. So all of the like interior photography and food photography and sort of like party photo shoot, Mm -hmm. um, detail. Yeah. Like lots of detail photography of something we made or like a craft, like you can go on a Pinterest and still find, you could probably Google so many things and find Elena's photography. Yeah. We had really good stuff. It was good. Yeah. We had good recipes. We had good design tips. So Anyway, so yeah, that's the the good old days. I know, yeah. right? Before we no had kids. kids. None of us had kids yet. That's why no we had kids. time to do it. The reason, kind of something unique that Elena has experienced with children is um, during, like during that time when we were shooting that magazine, she was, they were in the process of buying land and deciding to build and design their own home. And then selling your house and then living for a couple of years ish <laughs> in basically a much smaller yeah. apartment with a toddler and then a new baby, which we can go into. So first, just kind of maybe walk us a little bit through how you guys decided to do that. Okay. How long was the process? Like, okay. How did that come about? Well, to start out, my husband had really wanted some land. And so if you're familiar with Tulsa and the surrounding areas, there is land out there. Um, but you do have to be, um, I wanted a larger school district and stuff. So finding the land was mm-hmm. a project in and of itself. Our first son, Ellis, was little. So on his morning nap on the weekends, we'd hop in the car and just go drive mm-hmm. and try and see what we could find and that sort of stuff. So we finally found the land and we purchased it. And then um, we decided we've got to put our house on the market. And so we did that. And it took our house a solid year to sell because yeah. um, it was kind of in a real small niche and everything. And um, once we did that, then we moved into a 955 square foot two bedroom wow. apartment. 
um, two bedroom, two bath. And at that time we just had my one son. And so we moved in in March of, I think, 2015. Okay. And at that time, so for a while, I, as a designer, I had, my husband wanted the land and I was like, well, if you want the land, cause that wasn't my top priority. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to be on some land, then I want an awesome house and I want to design the house. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was signing up for at that time. <laughs> None. Like, no idea. But over the course of literally about three years, I spent designing the floor. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we would go and show houses. We'd go in old houses, farmhouses mm -hmm. and stuff. We'd just go a bunch of different places to really see what we liked and mm -hmm. how we wanted it set up. Because I feel like there's a whole other tangent, but I feel like... Tangent um, away. That's what we do here. <laughs> in home design, essentially, there's one floor plan mm -hmm. for all homes. And it's adjusted a little bit here and there, but it's pretty much the same. My father and my sister are both in realty and everything. And all houses are the same, especially mm -hmm. new builds. A lot are. The general floor plan. And new construction. I, yeah, new construction. Sure. And yeah. I really didn't want that. I wanted the character of an old house that you would find, whether in like Midtown Tulsa or Nor North Tulsa or something mm -hmm. like that. I wanted that character, you know, but in a new house that obviously we were going to build. So it really took about three years of just simply me sitting on AutoCAD and trying different things. And Looking we got out. kind of the main idea there. And then it was like, okay, now we need to shrink it because you know, it's like you, you finally get it. Budget is a thing, right? Yeah. It's a very real thing. And so you have to, you know, get it within the parameters that you mm -hmm. all set for yourself. And um, then, you know, being an interior designer, I, you know, interiors are what I do. And I've done that for many, many years. Exterior is not something <laughs> that I do. And so that was a whole other beast that mm -hmm. once I finally had the floor plan locked down, I was like, okay, so what's the outside actually going to look like? Right. What's the roof line going to look like and stuff like that. And I had um, a guy that I had worked with um, at an architecture firm previously and I would kind of, we met a few times and I'd like talk through ideas with him. I'd be like, this is kind of what I'm going for. How do I accomplish this? You right. know, and he kind of walked me through that. Um, he did my roof plan for me because I know nothing about roofs. Yeah, not something you're trained for <laughs> no. in design. Um, but we would have, we met multiple times and I would just kind of talk about what I was wanting and he would kind of talk me through how mm -hmm. to do that, how to do the sections, you know, because essentially I had to turn these drawings over to a contractor or contractors because right. I was going to be contracting it myself. I had to be able to turn these drawings over to someone and then read them and say, oh, okay, I know what to do. Right. You know? Right. And so that's somewhat terrifying yes. because <laughs> as an interior designer, you don't do all of that. Right. You know, you have architects that do a lot of that. So, so was this what was this friend doing this um, like as a favor or was this an ongoing engagement you had with him? Like, I, I'm curious about like how you approached him and kind of said, hey, here's my ideas, because because that I imagine took like a good amount of time to work yeah, through some of that stuff. We had a really good working relationship. We worked together for quite a few years. And then even after the firm we were with kind of dissipated and we went our own ways, we still kind of worked together and stuff. And so it was really, at that point, we were good friends. I was like, hey, yeah. so yeah. I'm <laughs> That's awesome. this house and I need your help in a few areas, you know? And so it was probably, we met probably, I don't know, three or four times for an hour, two hours at a time. And I just going into, you know, meeting with him, I kind of had like a list of things. I'm like, okay, I need to get his advice on this, 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 and this, right. you know? So I would know what to zero in on. Um, and then once you, he gives you that feedback, you have the capability to yeah. create those drawings, yes. which is a lot of times if someone's hiring an architect, yes, that's a lot of it. That's, that's a lot the of time. what they're paying for is the time right. that that takes. So, yes. so I drew everything, you know, from scratch in AutoCAD, which is a, a drafting uh, mm -hmm. computer program. And so I would meet with him and then basically I would go back to my drawings and adjust the floor, floor plans and the elevations mm -hmm. and all the different parts and pieces that work together. Right. 
Um, and there were, I think a few times I probably sent him some things and said, is this right? Did right. I understand what you were saying? You know? So yeah. as you were developing that, like, what did you, what did you find design wise were like your top priorities? Was it, you know, at the, when you first started, you only had one child and right. then throughout the process, you yes. had a second child. Yeah. So <clears throat> were you focused on, you know, family space, playroom, kids, mm-hmm. you know, like what was your yeah. sort of top ideas or top yes. things that, you know, if nothing else, if all these other things get cut out of mm-hmm. the budget, what is a, you know, no, you know, this is not budgeting for right. this. Um, I, the over, I would say kind of the main overall <clears throat> idea is that we, we love to entertain. I love to cook. I love to host. Mm-hmm. I love to have people over and stuff. So we really wanted to create a house that, or space that accommodated that. Mm-hmm. So public space areas. So your living rooms, your kitchen, your dining room, uh, your downstairs bathroom, the mudroom, the laundry room, things that are also used on a daily basis. So right. in most houses, the laundry room is not, people don't spend a whole lot of time there. Mm-hmm. But if you think about how much time you spend at like your entry space to your home, not right. the front door, but the door where the yeah. family enters the house, mm-hmm. a lot of time is spent there between arriving and departing and everything else. And so those are the areas where I really, a pantry, I cook a lot. And right. so to me, that's a top priority. I mm-hmm. want a place to put all my stuff, you know? And so those were really important. Um, we also, we love fires in the winter and stuff. So the fireplace was a really mm-hmm. big part. Something as simple as being able to Michael watch TV in the living room and me be cooking in the kitchen and us not necessarily be in the same room. Because most houses today, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the kitchen is in the living room. The living room's in the kitchen. It's all right. one thing. Well, if I'm clanging around, you know, it interferes with him watching whatever. Okay, we need to talk about this for a minute because I totally agree with you. And I just had a um, a dear friend of mine move from a house that they actually redid, right? So it was an old 50s house and they ripped out the kitchen, made it open plan, and it was completely gorgeous. Like they did a amazing job on it from a just like style perspective. But that they moved into a bigger house, but the floor plan just had like a, a necessarily more closed off kitchen. Um, just the way the whole house was laid in was like, Oh, Oh, I get it. Yeah. They still went in and remodeled and updated things, but they're kind of learn They're learning to live with the kitchen that isn't open onto the living space. And I think finding like a lot of value in that and, and that's how our house is pretty well set up as well. I don't know. It's just so interesting how all these things come. I'm not a designer, but you see all of these um, things come like cyclically around, you know. Yeah, and uh, I think we're in a moment where, and maybe it's just a kind of a part of this whole mid-century thing that's happening right now, like just generally style-wise. I don't know if they're related or not, but this kind of throwback to no, it's okay to have separate spaces and it's okay to have, you know, adult spaces that are closed off that you can host dinner parties in and not be looking at your kids' toys. And yes. like, it's not, doesn't have to all be open plan all the time. Yeah, do you, I, I mean, do you sense that too? Yeah. And I, I think there's, you know, obviously there's pros and cons to both styles and ours isn't completely closed off. It's just somewhat kind of offset. Like the Mm -hmm. kitchen is offset from the living room and then the fireplace divides the living room from the dining room. So you, you, it's not just one large open space, Mm -hmm. which allows, like if you are entertaining, you now have people can chat in the living room and in the dining room and in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and it's not all one big room. I, I think, and that, that was one of the things that we, we really wanted because we have been in many houses that now everything is open. And while, um, you know, that can be good, um, it can also be annoying at times, you know. So we also have a playroom. That was another thing that was really important to us was a playroom, but a playroom on the first floor. Um, most mm-hmm. houses have now here in 
Tulsa, Oklahoma, they have a bonus <laughs> room upstairs that becomes yeah. a playroom because it's less expensive to build out that upstairs space, which I get it. But when you have kids the age of mine, young kids, they don't want to be upstairs. They right. want to be right under your feet. And you want to be so, able to see them. And you do. Yeah. And I would argue that when they become teenagers, I don't want them up in the back far corner of the bonus room by themselves <laughs> with their friends. You know, I exactly. want them right where I can easily walk in and say, hey, what's going on, y'all? Yeah, absolutely. How old are your kids now? So Ellis is, he'll be six in October and Leo just turned two in May. So... They're still, you know, yeah, still little. We're, yeah. I'm about nine months behind Sarah yeah. with both of them. Both of Alina's <laughs> kids are almost exactly nine months younger. So I like to think she came and did my yep. newborn portraits and saw how wonderful yep. my children were and then decided to have one of her own. Pretty much. Time. Yes. <laughs> so I would say public spaces were definitely very important to us. Again, like that laundry room, mud room, we made it nice and big and functional for us to use on every day. We live it on land, so our boys are covered in mud all the time. And so mm -hmm. coming in and having a place to throw all of that right into the wash. And, um, the bedrooms and stuff, not, you know, that was not a huge priority because again, even like when the boys do get older, I don't necessarily want them just up in their bedroom. I want mm -hmm. them down in the public space. So our upstairs, like the built out area of the upstairs is like, I think 824 square feet. So mm -hmm. there's three bedrooms and one bath. And so it's, you know, not huge up there. And we actually have a, a big attic and all the contractors are like, when are you going to finish this out? Because there's just so much extra right. room, but we don't need it. And we were, our goal was to keep the house under 3,000 square feet, which we did. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of where the private space is smaller, you know, not massive and really making the public spaces big um, and, and using the outdoor space too. So kind of like you have a great mm -hmm. porch here, Sarah, that our idea of having a back screen porch that can be used throughout all the seasons, a porch off the front, and we did these sliding glass doors. Um, so like when it gets nice out, like in a month or when so. The, whenever that happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we just open the doors and open the windows, and it's super awesome. I mean, we really designed the house for that time of year, like the fall Outdoor. and stuff. Yeah. That's so. Um, what we all aspire for is open windows and <laughs> porch time. Right, right. Um, and, and you know, something I feel like we should sort of make a point to mention is that where we live in Oklahoma, because I mean, we do obviously have mm -hmm. a lot of listeners here, but we have listeners in other states, but we are very lucky here that our our housing prices are very, I mean, I feel yes. like we're at a great point where we can get yes. a large house for not a ton of money yeah. compared to, you know, if, if you were buying, you know, e either paying the same mortgage yep. or, or, you know, doing something like that in a, in California or New oh. York or, you know, various other places, it's very different. So we are super lucky to live in a place where yes. you can have a 3000 square foot house. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, function in life. And, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Because, yeah. and so I was actually thinking it would be great. I, if, if we have any listeners who are like coastal listeners that live in an apartment or live yes. someplace like that, where you do live in that small space with small children, we would love yeah. to hear that. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of apartments, why don't we take another quick little break and then we're going to come back and we want to hear about what it was like living in an apartment with a toddler and a new baby. Yes. So we'll be back. Okay, so we're back with Elena, who just kind of gave us a rundown of the process she and her family went through in building their their dream house from scratch. But like any project, there's you know sacrifices along the way, and it sounded like one of those was definitely downsizing and living in a much smaller space uh, while you guys went through this. Can you kind of share with us, first of all, what your living situation was with the kiddos, and then also kind of going into that, what your expectation was and how reality may be compared to that? <laughs> sure. So we, like I said earlier, when we put our house on the market, we were in a three-bedroom, two-bed, 
two bath house um, and we just had one son and so we knew that we needed to sell the house and do something in between while we built um, and so we decided to go into an apartment um, we did a two bedroom, two bath, 900 squ 955 square feet. So not terrible. <laughs> so that 55 I know, that 55 yeah. is, it's that extra bathroom yeah. and that is well worth it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but so it was, you know, it was a little bit of a shock, but going into it, we, right off the bat, we packed up like over half of our house mm -hmm. and we got a storage unit, you know, a 10 by 10 storage unit. And we put everything in there to put the house on the market and stuff. And so then when we went into the apartment, you know, um, obviously we we're downsizing. Um, it really, honestly, it has its perks. Mm -hmm. You don't have to mow the yard. There's yeah. a pool. You know, there are some things. Now, we were on the second floor, and at that time, Ellis was two and a half years old. So he doesn't walk. A two and a half year old doesn't walk. They run. <laughs> I mean, everywhere. You know, we were constantly like, Ellis, you need to walk. Just walk. Thankfully, walk yes. <laughs> thankfully, the lady underneath us was about 87 years old, I think. She nice. was super nice, but I feel like she probably didn't hear as yeah. much as what someone else would have. <laughs> Thank the Lord. So that we, you know, we kind of won in that area. So there were definite perks. Now, me kind of working from home and stuff, that was a whole other thing. Like the dining table became my work spot. You know, oh, yeah. the storage on the balcony was my sample storage. I oh had carpet. I had tile. I had paint. I had everything out I there. Think about that. Yeah. Because I don't, I didn't have an office. I mean, I just office right. all the house. And so, um, I got very creative with my work, but then it, you know, when you go to build a house, you have the getting financing set up and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And when you're working with a builder who has a plan that he's familiar with, it's super easy for them to say, this plan is going to cost this much to build. And so then I can go to the bank and say, this is what we're doing. This is how much mm -hmm. can we do that? You know? Um, because I had designed the plan from scratch, I was then having to try and get people to appraise my plan and say, oh, we think yes, to then go to the bank. So that was a whole aspect that I didn't really, you know, think about. Oh, and it no, was a very yeah. long, because we went down one, one hole with one contractor who was going to give a bid. And then two months down the road, he flaked out and everything and, but that aspect took a lot longer. So as this started to stretch out, we're also like, our first son was two and a half years old. Hence <laughs> was, you know, I was 31 when I had Ellis. So that put me at what, I don't know, 33, something mm -hmm. like that. So we're like, we always knew we wanted to have another child. So then it's like, well, do you wait to have the kid until you get into the new house? But then who the hell knows <laughs> how, how long, long that's yeah, going to exactly. take? Exactly. So then it wound up that we're like, okay, I guess if we're going to have this other kid, we need to just go ahead and do it. And so we, um, we did. And so then we ended up having a newborn while we were in the 955 square foot apartment. And that was not expected to begin with at all. Yeah. So then what was my office space, the dining room table in the tiny little apartment now became the nursery in the tiny little apartment because to put a newborn in with the, you know, almost three-year-old, yeah, you know, just doesn't work out when a newborn's getting up every two hours. Right. So then my workspace went to, I don't even know where it went to at that point. <laughs> a coffee but, shop down the street. Yes, yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Um, so he had in the little dining nook, we had set up his changing table. We had a rocker in there. Oh my and God. And that was because we didn't have anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, you know, Ellis, we're big schedule people. So I mean, at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock, he's in bed. Right. And, you know, with a newborn, I mean, it's every for all. hour and a half, yeah. two hours, you're breastfeeding. So, um, for the first while... Leo kind of slept, yeah, he slept in the um, dining room. And then we eventually moved him into the bedroom, too. 
Into yours no, or no, Ellis? No, okay. Ellis. Okay. No, I can't sleep with a baby in the room with me. No. <laughs> you and Claire are wrong. She has the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a thing because I hear every noise they make. Yeah. I cannot sleep. The other benefit of a small apartment or living space is that you don't need a baby monitor. No. <laughs> because you can hear everything. And you also only have to plug in your vacuum. One time to vacuum the entire <laughs> space. So that saves you some time, I would Just, argue. You know, that hard work of moving that vacuum around. It's true. Isn't it the most annoying thing in the world, though? Because you're like oh, across the room yes. and I have to go back over this whole area you just vacuumed to unplug and move. Yeah, hey, I, like, I feel on. you on this. I'm yes. You, so those are two perks okay. and lawn yeah. care. Well, that's, yeah, besides your weekends being free, you yeah. know, basically, and the the cutting back on cleaning, yeah. you know, but it was, we had good memories there, um, you know, that while we were there, because when we moved in, Ellis was two and a half, and I'm a firm believer of you don't take them out of their crib until they are climbing out of their crib. Right. He literally scared the crap out of me one morning because he had climbed out of his crib, and he's standing next to the bed going, Mommy, Mommy. I'm like, <laughs> how did you get out? Why are you, you know? here? Yeah, why yeah. are you here? So, um, but, you know, he really went from being a baby to yeah. a full-blown toddler and everything. We have memories of him standing on the balcony, and when Daddy pulls up, you know, Daddy! He's, he like, yelling across the parking lot. Aww. So, it was really cute, and it served, you know, it served its purpose. We were there for, I want to say, a year and a half and then we we had a rent house that we had people in and we were going to sell it and we needed to do some work to it and we also needed more space at that point and so okay. we um we took over our rent house and so we So that was the house in. you already owned. Yeah. Okay. So we owned gotcha. it with with another my husband and his business partner they owned it. And so we moved in to kind of do the updates needed before we put it on the market. And that gained us um, the last few, that got us through kind of the last few months, gotcha. um, which was nice. Leo had his room. Ellis had his room, mm-hmm. which was good. Um, and we were able to do kind of what we needed there and stuff. And then the final stint, we had to move in with my parents for one month. You did? I didn't even know yes. that. Oh. Y'all, we moved so much. It was insane. Um, yeah, it was because of getting the permitting and everything. Mm-hmm. It was like we were at the very last, uh, so last month. how did your kids, I mean, they were adaptable to that just like yeah. moving. I mean, and again, your parents are great and you guys yeah. spend a lot of time with them yes. anyway. So it's not like they were moving. No. Yeah, no, home. they do. They do really pretty good. And they went, you know, in the rental house, it was great. Ellis adjusted good. Again, it was, you know, we were right there across the hall and mm-hmm. everything, which was nice. Um, and then being at mom and dad's, I mean, we were like crammed in two bedrooms, you know. And, <laughs> you know, you're trying to keep all your stuff. You know, I don't want to impose, take over the entire right, house, you right. know. So it was very pared down. And it's like, we're only going to take this this small suitcase of clothing stuff, right. you know. So... But we, we made it and, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and I think I had no idea what we were getting into. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody, you know, knows what you're getting yeah. into until you do it. Um, I but, feel like any construction project yeah. is just always going to be a nightmare. It's a free for all. <laughs> I, mean, you know? I feel like I, I'm, I'm also, I'm like emotionally scarred yeah. from my own <laughs> you construction know, we had, project. But yeah, because yeah. I, I contracted it myself again we had our consultant that we kind of worked with on stuff and he had some great contractors Mm -hmm. that he had worked with in the past you know just getting bids on all this stuff which I do in my daily job as well to some degree but when it's your own one when it's your own project and making decisions for that when it's your own budget yeah making decisions for that all of a sudden that beautiful hardware Mm-hmm. And you're like, it costs how much? Right. You know, like, it, do I really need that 
brass door is not handle, that great. You yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> when it's your hard money you are spending, it you know, obviously you you know you look at it different. So, but I I mean seriously, like I said, I joked that I had PTSD from the end of. I mean, at the end, I my poor husband <laughs> because I mean <laughs> he's like. We're going to get there. You know, because you just get, it's so draining. Sure. Especially for me, because I'm very much a creative. Right. Um, And when I have to deal with the budget, with the scheduling, with the Mm -hmm. contractors who aren't showing up, and I'm having to chase them down with the contractors off the job, the plumber who will not come back and will not finish. And I have to find someone else, and he doesn't give a rat's ass about the project at all, you know? Yeah. And it's all on me to, you know, by the time we got to the end, I felt like I was literally like crawling (laughs) across the threshold to the house with like just very wounded. Yeah. So So that begs like the big question, which is if you had to do it all over again, knowing what you know now, what do you think you would do? I know everybody asks that. Everybody does. Because everything you've just said sounds in equal parts to me, completely overwhelming and unfathomable, but also dreamy and like... And uh, let me just tell you, her house is amazing. Well, right. Like I would imagine it would be like, I haven't even seen it and I'm, and I'm hearing you and I'm like, yes, 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 girl. Got it. So (laughs) I... You know, like it sounds really inspiring in some ways, but in other ways, like the other part of my brain clicks in and I'm like, shoot, I just really don't know (laughs) if I, if I would want to. So that's why I'm asking Like, I wonder how you feel about that, how you've processed it. I don't completely know yet. (laughs) You're still shell shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So we're literally like a year in the house. Um, and I'm just now kind of feeling like, I mean, I've decorated certain areas, but there's there's certain areas where I haven't just because it requires me to be creative and mm-hmm. think. And I'm like, I haven't had that mental capacity yet. Right. Well, it's more you time know? and it's more it money is, yeah. and it's more mental. So, yeah. But I, number one, I'm very thankful that I did not know what I was getting into. I was very <laughs> naive to mm-hmm. think that, oh, I'll just design this house and we'll build this house and it'll That'd be great. I really don't. I don't know what I was thinking and I I really don't know how honestly, you know, I got, we got through it and everything. Um, looking back on, I, I mean, I, I feel on one hand, yes, I definitely think it's worth it because Mm -hmm. being there, I will say that it truly is. We enjoy it. We love it. Mm -hmm. We, you know, when we're gone and on vacation and stuff, when we come home, I'm like, I'm so glad. Like, I miss my bed. I miss my bathroom. I miss, you know, things like that, that to me reaffirm that you are where you are supposed to be, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think for another whole layer of it, at first when we moved in, I'm like, did we really do this? And is this really, is this really okay? Like, did, (laughs) is it okay that we've done this and we're here and we're at this stage of life, which I know sounds really weird, but it's kind of a real, kind yeah. of surreal moment. Is where this you're my like, grown-up house? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, how did, how did we do this? How right. did we, how? You know, and it was a lot of hard work and everything. But so I, I definitely think it's worth it. It's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, would I do it again? I don't know because I'm planning on staying here. You're never moving again. I mean, well, right. that's the thing. Like, you you guys are in that house forever. Yeah, I mean, like, that's it's our... A, it's designed yeah. perfectly for you. Yeah. And, like, when I go in that house and I see, I see your kitchen and I see the outdoor kitchen yeah. and I see... I mean, because I know how much you like to cook yeah. and how much you guys want to be outside and there's, like, an outdoor shower and this yeah. big outdoor... Griddle, griddle yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's, it, it's just perfectly set up for you and your yeah. family. And so you're, you're going to be there forever. Yeah. You never and have to do our, it again. And yes. that's the good news. Yes. Yeah. That's our, that's our <laughs> angle. You know, we really took the time and that <clears throat> first three years of really just me staring at the computer and at the floor plan and thinking, how does this kitchen work? Okay. We mm-hmm. like to grow. Cause at one point, 
we had the kitchen on the front of the house and then we flipped it to the back of the house because I was like, I want to be able to watch the boys out playing and stuff while I'm cooking. You know, we made a window to where it'll slide open so you can pass plates to and from the grill and so Mm -hmm. you don't have to walk completely in. So we really took the time to really think about how we wanted to use the space. And that is something that you don't get with a stock yeah, house. Sure. Um, and, or even, and so, I mean, Claire and I both live in older houses in Midtown mm-hmm. that we are slowly renovating. Yeah. But again, there's limitations to what yeah. we can do with what we're, you know, sure. what we've got. And there's pros and cons because, yes. you know, then again, it takes me three minutes to get to the yep. grocery store and it probably yeah. takes you 20. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's definite trade-offs. Yeah. We're a solid 15 minutes from the QT and closest grocery yeah. store. So, <laughs> and at 10 o'clock at night when you've run out of milk and your two year old still has oh. milk in the morning, it's a 30 minute round trip to get to the grocery store. But, um, gotta have that milk. I know you definitely, you definitely stockpile. So do you plan? uh, Yeah. I mean, like we do meal planning and grocery planning, but I mean, you've got to really, again, I've been to your house. It is far (laughs) because we were driving out there and we just kept thinking, God, we've got to be almost there. And then we're like, but we look at the GPS and we're like, it's 15 more minutes. Like what is happening? Like, where does she live? I know. Like. It is, it's it is. far. But it's yeah. still in Bixby Public Schools. So <laughs> like, that it's was in a my, town. It it's is. in an actual town. That was one, talking about requirements. Yeah. That was a requirement for me. I was like, it needs to be in one of the larger, right. you know, Tulsa Metro so, schools well, and stuff. Well, yeah, so, very good um, public school But yeah, system. it's out there. And that's definitely something you have to get used to. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's... That's the thing. But I will say that drive out and once you finally get there, the way our house sits off the road and stuff, I mean, you don't really see neighbors. So it's like, you know, my kids literally run around the house 360 degrees naked. (laughs) They run naked. too. And I have neighbors. (laughs) but Sarah's poops in the neighbor's pool. Yeah. I don't know if you heard. Neighbor's pool and I strip him on the front porch. So we have a great... Everybody's friends, but hey, one neighborhood. Yeah, I actually, I also stripped my child in Claire's yard the other day because he had a potty accident at Claire's house. Yeah, because you know it's a party when one of Sarah's kids gets naked. Yeah, exactly. He was he was just playing so hard outside. (laughs) I had to go inside, and I just thought, I mean, I could take him in, but. Yep. Everybody here has kids. Yep. Right. It was a safe space for sure. Yeah. Right. I just y- yanked those pants <laughs> off and changed them in the middle of our yard. I love so, it. you know, that's what it's all that's about. That's what being a kid is all about. Exactly. I, mean, I call it free range childhood. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we have chickens and so You do? We do. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. Yeah. In the spring, we got a little chicken house. So we have chickens. So we get about like 10 eggs a day, oh which God. is awesome and so um but yeah I joke that the kids are like free range absolutely <laughs> yeah and, well um, when it's so, yeah. your land and it's safe and yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like oh my yeah. god I'm so jealous of we your atten- chickens we did garden but it failed terribly Claire's we were a too late big gardener on, we were we did raised beds and stuff and built them and everything, but we were just too late getting everything in the ground. And yeah. so we're getting some peppers, but that's about it. So next Well, the, the best, I was going to say, the best thing about gardening is there's always next year. Yes. Next season, next whatever. We've had years yeah. that have been great and years that have been horrible. And yeah. it's a combination of weather, timing, mm-hmm. and just how much time you have yeah. to put into it. Yeah. Is there a season to get them? Do you get them in the spring, I um, guess, when it's going to be warm? My, our good friend, she she raised, she got them as little chicks and raised them to a certain point. So I bet she would do it for you, too. You can oh. buy them from her. Oh, and then you just got them We got them from her. Oh. Well, I mean, they were, I don't know. I don't know. They weren't itty-bitty. They were medium, like teenager chickens. Yeah. I don't know chickens. <laughs> but, yeah, they were teenagers. <laughs> They weren't quite laying yet. We got them in like April, first of April. They don't start, they didn't start laying until like mid June. Do you have to have a rooster too or do they just? No, but you don't know. Okay. If, if a rooster, apparently you can't tell until they get older if you have a rooster or not. Okay. But we ended up not having one. Cause I don't want to hear that in the morning. Yeah. You can't. And also like. 
In the city of Tulsa, you're not allowed to have a rooster. Yes. You're not? No. Oh, Mm-mm. and I think you can only Claire, have so many. one of your many. neighbors has chickens. I saw it the other day. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have a couple um, chicken houses in the hood. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I happen to know. I, was, I got into a conversation with one of the neighbors about it, and she said this exact same question, and she was like, yeah, a lot of times um, when you buy the chicks, um, they'll have been sexed, so they can, if you're an expert, I guess there's a way to okay. in and figure it out, or at least make an educated guess, <laughs> but obviously, if you're getting them from eggs, you wouldn't necessarily know that, but if you did get a rooster, you would have to um, dispose of it. Because of uh, like city ordinances uh, against the crowing and stuff. Sarah doesn't like that. Dispose of it. <laughs> oh, do not get all vegetarian on me right now. You know exactly what I mean. Like, yeah. You could eat it. You could give it to somebody. Place to donate. No, Grant. You can. You get a rooster, and I will come over for his fried chicken. Okay. Yeah, he does. Grant will fried chicken. He does have famous fried chicken. Okay. Which so, I've never had. If what? Well, basically, yes. go to like three out of like five restaurants in Tulsa, and they have some variation of his fried chicken recipe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So good to know. If yeah. I if I accidentally got an illegal rooster, yeah. <laughs> just, but I mean, how do your kids? Do, I mean, you don't. Do you cook yours? You just we get the don't. Eggs. But Michael says he wants to at some point. It's part you. Our good friends, they um, kind of have a farm at this point now. They have yeah. chickens. They've got cows. They've got pigs. They just raised two pigs and took them to butcher them. We have, like, a whole freezer full of And the kids pork. are okay with that? And it's and a conversation it? you have. Yeah. We, we yeah. had this conversation at the pig roast yep. at Claire's house, like, before it. It's, like you know, you, yeah. and I grew up, my grandparents live on a farm. So, I grew up, we always got our beef from my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. And he raised it. And so, it's just... When you grow up in that scenario, you the know where yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know where your food comes from, which is awesome because you go to the grocery store and who yeah. the hell knows where it comes exactly. from. Exactly. So yeah. I'm like on a mission to find. I want to source some beef because I've got my pork. I got my eggs. Okay. I want a dairy. I want well, all the different people. Our in-laws have a <laughs> cattle farm oh. or a cattle ranch outside Oklahoma okay. City, so we can hook you up with some beef. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm like on this. Says the vegetarian. Right. In the group. I don't eat it, but I know where to get it. That works. You do live in Oklahoma. It's true. Yeah. We have all the meats. We have all the meats here. That's right. Um, Okay. Oh, my goodness. We're off on a tangent, as we like to do. No. I love it. You know what? The tangents are usually the best, don't you think? (laughs) All right. Claire, what do you think? Do you have any other questions for Elena? No, I have. To meet in person. You guys would love each other. Yeah. And we're going to. We're going to make that happen. Yes. But, um, no, I don't have any questions. I have a big fat thank you because this has been, like, completely enlightening for me. Um, Somebody who's never built a house and just doesn't, like, sort of lacks that gene that can conceptualize space in the way that you can. It's been, yeah, it's awesome to hear kind of how your process worked. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you in advance for letting us share pics because I cannot wait to see them. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start, start, like, stealing them off your Instagram. Or you can send them. I bet you have, like, good, awesome professional ones that you can take. No, I don't. You don't take professional pictures of your own house? Just like my kids. I barely take (laughs) professional pictures of them. It's and, like iPhone. Yeah, you know? like, well, that's most of us. That's what I, I feel know. like. It's like you've got your own. Yeah. I have my fancy camera, but I use it like twice a I year. Know. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, All thank right, you for Claire, Have an awesome business and fun trip. Yeah, I will. And I'll, uh, well, talk to you later. And then it depends on how much fun I have, how much I'm going to share with you about it. So yeah, just so you know. Okay. So what happens in Seattle stays Same. in Seattle. <laughs> We will hold you to it. But next week, we have an awesome guest. We're back in the studio. Our studio is going to be back open to us. And we're going on a completely different tangent. And from what I understand, we have our first dad on the podcast next weekend. So we will be back with that next time. Bye.
What did the nose say to the finger? Quit picking on me.